0: What's up, Marco?
1: Good morning. How you doing today? Oh, I'm just peachy. <laughs> How about you? I'm pretty grand. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> Continue on. Game so, on. Have you, you you know about Liver King, right? Larry King? No, no, no. Liver. Oh, As in like the Liver King. Oh, yes. yeah, that that Joker. Yes. Okay. So you you found out recently that like everyone else that he is fake natty, which I just love that word. Fake natty is one of my favorite
1: yeah. words. Um was there ever a doubt in your mind that he was fake natty? No. Because <laughs> you know what, I I used to be a na- I used to have a neighbor who was a UFC uh fighter and he was a middleweight champion, right? Mm. Like nationally. And um I worked out with the guy and the guy was, the guy was a hundred percent natural. He was just, he was like, it was like fight club. Like he was made of wood. You know what I mean? And yeah, he was big, but he, you know, he introduced me. This is going to sound like a gay story, but he introduced me to his other friends who were like also natties, you know, and we started working out together and I was learning from them. Like, you know, the intricacies, that's where I learned a lot actually about bodybuilding. Like the first like good lessons I had of bodybuilding. And the point of this story is that I get to see firsthand what natural combatants and and bodybuilders look like, right? And compare that visually to the other guys in the gym that really, in my mind, like look swollen. They look like balloons, right? Yeah, there, there's doesn't like look
0: there's a clear definition between people that naturally work out with no uh, TRT replacements and and other hormone therapies yeah. and things like that. Um, and, and and people that are natural and just like you know at the most they take creatine right like that's the biggest supplement they take, um, so yeah you can definitely see like like you're saying they look like they look swollen they look too tight like they they look unnatural really is what it looks like yeah yeah <laughs> and it, like the muscles they they form differently too like you can see in them
1: that they're they're disproportionate in a way yes. as well yes they are and especially around like. So one thing I think what catches our eyes, especially with bodybuilders, is the stark contrast of where the muscles uh, bend, where they meet, right, mm, and yeah. how that shows to the skin, right, the cut, the cut as you as you will, right, and um, I, a, like a guy who's naturally built, his cut, his 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 cut looks relaxed, and I don't know how else to explain it other than that, like the skin on his body looks relaxed, right, mm, and you can yeah. see, you can even see, you can see it even in the um. In his posture, as well, right, a whole lot less stiffness. Yeah. Like, now, granted, the guy uses an example who I won't name him, but he he was very limber because he was a fighter, right? right? So he did a lot of stretching and calisthenics and other things. But I've met other guys like there was this Polish guy I used to know at, at LA Fitness, and he he was a natural. He was just a natural bodybuilder, and, and he was a bodybuilder, but he didn't look, you know, like. I don't know, like, you know, Jay Cutler or something. Like, he wasn't just the, this is, nor, or the Liver King, right? Like, right. Just so obviously fake. So, when I heard that, when I listened to Joe Rogan uh, talk to, um, I forget the fellow's name, but he's kind of the guy that gets credit for outing the Liver King for discovering, because he's a bodybuilder, natural oh. bodybuilder himself. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, so
0: do you think that Liver King, what he was doing and promoting in, in general, besides his own products, right? Uh, do you think that was a useful thing? Well, it's useful was useful to him? Was, well, no, no, no. I mean,
1: would you think? I guess you think it was a positive. Oh, did he uh, have a p- positive effect on people? No, no, I, no. And I'll tell you why. Because it's it's a falsehood, and even without, even without uh, a conviction or a belief that what he was doing was was real, because mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it is real, right? That is his body. That is his hard work that you're looking right. at. So in a way, it does make me kind of sad. Like I do, I do feel upset a little bit that. When someone gets when they discover that someone's been using juice or whatever to steroids to like pump up their body, mm-hmm. they it gets treated like it's a magic pill. Like that's the reason why they look as good as they do. Yes, it is, but also they put in the hours, they put in the time. Now that being said, that wasn't the Liver King's message. the The message I got from that guy from his TikToks and his interviews was that he's bringing he's bringing hope to a, a hobby or a sport, however you look at it. Uh, in that um, he was doing kind of two things. One, on the face, he was saying, Oh, look, you can look amazing and be so natural and, and, and do things like uh, that seem old school, like eating liver, right? Because uh, most people cringe at liver. But I grew up, you know, with sort of that 1950s mentality, like eat your liver and your beans, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. <laughs> liver and beans. I haven't heard that one. It's yeah. usually liver and onions. But I... Liver and onions, liver and beans. <laughs> Same thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the other the, the the hidden message in the in what he was in what he was promoting was was ugly because it was also kind of saying to me like oh look at my genetics that you'll never have right mm. and look how special I am but oh by the way if you want to be a little bit special if you think you've got what it takes buy my shit well dude that's that's fucked up
0: yeah no I think um, selling something that's clearly false saying that you did you took these supplements and they're quote-unquote natural supplements or you know they're not steroids is what, you, what you're saying pretty much right and you say if you take these things and you work out like i do then you can look like i do right and and that's just not true and that's that that's sad but what i what i agreed with was his whole primal thing you know i really think that living close to the earth eating natural eating whole foods and things like that that's the message i got from him and i think that that's majorly positive you know no, especially when you're living in a world full of processed food garbage that's not even it's mostly poison you know look at like hostess and things like that like that doesn't that is not food anymore that is that is a, a plastic you put in your mouth with flavor you know there's nothing really no i there. agree
1: but that that's part of what that's i agree and that's part of what i was getting at too but that that because i that message is there as well but he piggy like people like him piggyback on that right they come across as lovable as Keanu Reeves and then they show you they're not Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, dude, you like uh, Ke- Keanu everything Keanu good you said. Jesus at this I, point, I, I do, man. <laughs> Honestly. I feel man. like Henry Cavill's on his way to be like this era's or this like generations Keanu Reeves uh-huh. cuz he gets a lot of Hey, we definitely need more people like that. That's for I, sure. I I agree. Uh, you know, wholesome people are are needed in the world or you know what? I think there's probably plenty of wholesome people in the world that just um don't have the spotlight. Yeah, they need a bigger microphone, you know. Or maybe they don't. Maybe that's what keeps. I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe that's what keeps them honest. You know how? how I don't gr- know. You know, yeah. you
1: always talk about if you ever got like a bunch of money that you just waste it all on. I would. I would. I. I just don't see because every. First of all, I know myself. Even when I when I have a little bit more than what I've got, right? I know what my weaknesses are, and they're just human weaknesses. I'm not special, but I also know like I've worked with, with a lot of rich people in my life. And this is not to just, you know, oh, cliche, oh, rich people aren't happy kind of bullshit. No, there's there's plenty of happy rich people. But there is also, how do I put it? it? It was clear to me that their happiness and their satisfaction was a much bigger responsibility than it was for them than it was for me. Because they just had way more temptation. They had way more annoyance. I mean, when you've got something, everybody wants it. It's as simple as that. You think it's like, I remember one time, this one guy put it in, in perspective for me because he was the son of a, of a rich man, and we were out clubbing one night, right? And he just dropped this this bomb in the middle. Of, you know, we're VIP. There's all these bimbos around us, and we're drunk, and God knows what else. And they just drops this like wisdom bomb on me. He's like, "Yeah, you know, you think it'd be." really amazing to always want to always be bothered by beautiful women but holy shit is it annoying and i was just like you know i never thought of that like how how annoying would that be actually like to have women that just always want you for your money yeah they're giving yeah. up whatever their bodies but they constant. Well, you, you, you know, start to like do they like me or do they just want my money
0: you know? I think And i even- and then at that point it's just like well it's like I don't I don't want to mess with this anymore. I'm done. You know, I just want but that's so, just I it. just want a connection. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, even even if you don't want a connection cuz I certainly didn't. At least I didn't <laughs> think I did. Yeah. But like no, I get what you're saying, but just imagine too like like imagine, well, just imagine. I guess Look how mundane it would become. Well, if like if you didn't want a connection, it's almost more annoying, I think, in my opinion, because it's just like, what is what is this like like this fox respect that you're trying to play on me? Like, stop trying to play me. You can't play me. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like someone <laughs> know, who's always trying. To I know play what
0: your, you're looking for. I yeah. know what
1: you want. I got it. It's fine. You just don't have to. You, we. Don't, I don't want to play the game. And it turned off honest women. I I feel like like uh, there was a girl. She was the sister of a surgeon that we worked with. And she really, she really liked this one guy, this guy that I'm talking about. And we, I talked with her one night about it, and um, she never pursued it. And I feel like I, I got the impression that she was turned off by the fact that he just had too much attention. You know what I mean? You no, know, I know. Yeah, that. I feel that way about, they, about
0: hot girls sometimes. Yeah, I know. Like I don't want to. That's how I feel about any. Girl that has attention. It's like I don't want to compete. Like that doesn't. That's not fun for me. I don't. I don't want to be like in this in a pool of guys and you're the have the pick of the litter. Fuck that. I'm better than that.
1: Oh, I, like, I get what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm with you. Yeah, it's because it's like you know. First of all, I'm pretty selfish. I I think of myself as a prize as a man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't dude, care we what we cultivate the self hard. Yeah. We we are a catch, my man. I'm like, telling you, dude. That That's this is you know what this is. This make me laugh now because, um. I saw I saw a TikTok and some you know they just some woman lambasting men like why do men you know. Start podcasts instead of go to therapy, and I admit that I was like, "You bitch!" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, I got to think about that." But then the report was by some guy, and he's just like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, wh- why do why do women start OnlyFans instead of going to therapy?" Damn, and I was like, "Wow, damn, that was that was that, harsh, though." That was a harsh. That I would have liked that uh, comeback. Was, that wasn't
0: a uh, <laughs> uh, a step like that was like two or three steps. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he went for it. He was like, like, "Just put, put podcasts OnlyFans." <laughs> I was like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> you know that is that is a fair point. I, I'm trying to think it's like this is kind of self therapy. It is. I mean, it, it, I mean, in a, in a good way. I it, it is, but we also don't just talk about our woes. I mean, we talk about aspirations. We talk about our
1: interest topics. You know, really, it's a bonding experience. At what this it is? Point. And it's really interesting that you put it that way because I've always had maybe a slightly different view when it comes to therapy. Because you're right. Like most people, when you mention therapy, they think, "Oh, like what are you complaining about?" Yeah, and that's accurate. But for me, <laughs> and that's it is, it is accurate. But for me, what I think therapy is better described in my brain as is just having someone to talk to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to be negative thoughts. It, it could just be, you know, it's like people in isolation. Like I watched this video once and this guy was estranged from his family for like, I don't know, 30 plus, 36, 37 years, whatever it was, right? Like most of his life lived down in the mountains in our, in Chile as a farmer and never wanted to see anyone. In fact, he threatened his, his own brother, who he was close at one time with, with death. Like, if you come on my land, I'll shoot you or your family. I don't care who you are. So this documentary crew went out there to meet this guy, right? Let's Who's mm. this crazy Herbert, right? And I don't remember really anything else that they said that that guy said in the interview or what they said about him. The thing that stood out in my mind that still does this day is that for someone who didn't want company, who didn't want to be bothered, he had more than one share in his kitchen. I thought that was interesting. Why do you have extra chairs if, if you want, don't want if you don't want anyone. company? Yeah. So, and I've heard like it so, you know. sounds
0: like like uh, you know the shortest short story. It's like uh, uh, used baby shoes for sale. No, or, no, you or, know or, baby shoes. No, no, but it's like unused baby shoes uh, at, for sale at like a resale shop or something. Like that. It's something like that, right? Oh. And, the, and the point is, it's like one of those stories. Is like read right between the lines, and it was like yeah. um it's like, well, What happened here? Right. What it's like, well, why? Why did this baby is, die? Baby yeah. die and yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Nope. Um, and it's the same thing with that with that chair. To me, it's like, okay, well, what is going on here? What's is really it, going on? Yeah. Is it because like um, he does want company? Was there at one time someone with him, and now he no longer? You know, you know. I believe there's no such
1: thing as someone who doesn't want company, because, because we're pack animals. No, <laughs> even though that may be true, to you may have some truth to that. I think number one is because in our mind, when we talk to ourselves or we generate um, fantasies, it's populated. There's people in our thoughts, whether we like it or not. I don't believe even like even like moments in my life where I've been totally alone or want to be totally isolated and left alone. When I when I dreamt, when I fa- you know fantasized, whatever, like when I was just left alone in my thoughts, there were people in those thoughts. So even when people aren't around, our brains like making people. in in essence, you know, what I what know, I mean?
0: right? Just look at your dreams. Uh, whenever, whenever I dream, there's always other people there. That's so true. I never thought about that. And, and even if there's, they're not real people that I've seen in my life. They're uh, amalgamations of other pe- of of people like together. Yeah, they're represented like yeah.
1: somehow an, some an entity other than you is represented. You know what I mean? And it's usually human. Yeah. So, I'm good, you know. By the way, it's it's uh, dollars 95 an hour. <laughs> it's pretty cheap I oh, now. thats 9.99 an hour for therapy? <laughs> Damn. Is that, that's without
0: insurance too, right? Yeah, no, man. Wow, you imagine going, if I got insurance. You're going malpractice <laughs> blind with me, bro.
1: <laughs> you know, he's got five stars though, so I'm unwilling
0: to take the risk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, right? Like, who takes risks anymore when it comes to, like... Like medical care, this is another reason why. Like, I and I don't think this is like just happened overnight, but the pandemic definitely made it worse. Is that I definitely f- like studying hospitals because I've been unfortunate in a lot of hospitals for other people, you know, over the last few years, and just around a lot of doctors and a lot of a lot of medicine and other you know, people that work in the field. And I've I've worked in plastic surgery and in hospitals before myself, and I just noticed it. Just it it seems to me that our healthcare gets worse and by that i don't mean like how it's funded but how how we're treated and the there's just so much more liability there's so much more litigation there's so much more removal from doctor and patient you know what i mean like i i have gone to hospitals sometimes where the person i was there to see waited hours maybe half a day before a doctor finally saw them but in that but in that time the doctor was prescribing things and doing things, and it's like, okay, I'm sure there are things that the doctor can do as I know there are mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to be around the patient for, but that doesn't mean the majority should be handled that way we aren't we aren't we every person is just a little bit different in how you know and how they should be cared for right and it just seems like every, like a lot of times now I feel like a doctor is just a prescription machine
0: yeah, I know, and it seems like the nurse you know is the one that's doing all the the real nurse work is too. the real doctor nowadays. Yeah they really are yeah the only thing they really don't do is
1: diagnose right but they administer everything yeah but you know you can tell when they're diagnosing mentally because they get upset they're like they want to say something they just they 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 swallow their words because they're like i know what this person needs but i'm not the doctor yeah and whenever i see that in a nurse i'm just i just want to say look fuck all this malpractice all this bullshit protocol and laws (laughs) tell me what you think needs to be done because this person who i care for is suffering or i'm suffering
0: yeah you know yeah, and you're the one that's not being bought by you know insurance companies and uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, you know, I don't know anybody, like, anything. I just want life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean the nurse, right? The nurse is oh, the right, isn't yeah, being they bought by They have no investment. Them. Yeah. But the but the I mean <clears throat> the doctors are, are definitely getting paid more from insurance companies and oh yeah. uh, pharmaceuticals to sell their their dude their gear they they're
1: literally I would even say forced they're they're basically forced to schlock all kinds of new drugs i even when i had my i have a great surgeon the best surgeon ever that i've had in my life from that was for my knee right and even he admitted to me he was giving me medicines and i asked questions you know i just and maybe think like well what do people who don't ask questions do they just swallow it i guess they do because they trust the doctor but yeah well, I mean, as soon as there was a told. medicine yeah i would question it though I and, mean, now I started. And many yeah. times we say, like, I don't know, this is a new drug. It's like, well, then what the fuck? I'm not a guinea pig. I'm yeah, not taking right. this shit. Like, I don't want to take your new drug. But how Give come me come something be- tried and true, please. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That's why, dude, I just go back to just ibuprofen, whatever, whatever they discovered. And, you know, I don't know, 1827 off of the bark of a tree. That's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what aspirin is. Yeah. That's a- aspirin, a- a- right. aspirin is from a uh, willow bark. Yeah, I know. I watch, I watch medicine, man.
0: That's all. Oh, that's in medicine, man. I haven't seen that since I was a child. Uh, maybe that was,
1: that's maybe that's where I learned it. Who knows? I don't know. No, I think it is true. But that's 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 one of those movies where um, Hollywood, because you know before YouTube or TikTok, you know people dropping trivia bombs on you, Hollywood sneak that into movies. You know what I mean? That's like so about funny. science or like yeah. fact. They still kind of do it, but now when they do it in a movie, it makes the they, it makes you feel like they're treating the audience like they're dumb. And now the audience is way smarter. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of just like access to information, I mean that's just one more
0: reason to research whatever the doctor tells you, because. That way you just kind of have a greater understanding. It, the information is out there and available to you. And if you just Google whatever medication you were given, you can look at the side effects. Because the doctor really doesn't tell you the worst of it. You know, they're going to say, oh, you know, you might have this or that, but you'll be fine for the most part. And this will help. This will make you better. And you, and like you said, we, we trust our doctor because we believe that their, their goal is to help you. Um, which it, it that's one of them. I'm not saying it's it's not the only goal, though. Is what I'm saying.
1: Oh yeah, you um, gotta pay attention, to me Because I've I've had a doctor one time. I just met the guy, and I only needed uh, him as a listed as a general practitioner because I don't have a general doctor, right? Because I moved too much and all that. But he he, I was basically emaciated, and he told me I need to lose 20 pounds. And I just looked at the guy like blinking, like you gotta be like that meme, like the guy who blinks, you know, <laughs> like like really, what? like yeah, like are you are you for real right now? And uh, and then, so it's like you just gotta pay attention because you gotta remember too, like like the great Christopher Hitchens said in you know in the the Young Contrarian. He's like you gotta remember when you feel like someone has authority over you or is smarter than you or, is, or whatever is better than you, and somehow just remember they're human. Twenty pounds? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's, a, a, that's lot. a leg, man. Not, it, you know what I mean? I'm gonna walk again. How long ago was this? This this was when I was the, literally the thinnest in my life. So this not only was I was in just... excellent shape. Right and high endurance and I worked out six days a week, Mm -hmm. two hours a day, plus our our job at the time. Oh, so this is right before your ACL. Yeah, this is right before my first ACL surgery, and then I was emaciated because my I was depressed, so I wasn't I wasn't eating properly. I mean, I was like I was a rail the yeah, thinnest no. I've ever been in my life and he's like you gotta lose 20 pounds I was like you gotta be fucking <laughs> did you did you ask him of, of what bone <laughs> no but I had a funny thought I almost wanted to like like have, do stand up with him at, in the moment like like doc is this your way of saying you want me to die you know what I mean like, <laughs> like <laughs> what is there a dress you want me to fit or something yeah right to, yeah yeah are yeah. <laughs> you trying to kill me the situation wasn't right for the joke though so I didn't share it <laughs> he, was, he was not I having just it just walked out no I've, I've had look I've had good doctors and bad doctors. I'm sure we all have. Yeah, because like I said, they're they're just human. I I've, I catch myself like like that doing that. I'm better at it now. As you get older, you you also care less. But like there was like something I had to constantly worry about when I was young. Is like how much how much authority am I giving this other human over me? Mm. Like am I just trusting no. them too much? Yeah, you know. No, For I anybody, get, I get that though. Yo, I mean. Yeah.
0: I don't trust anyone completely. Like that's just, you just yeah, can't. that's not smart. You know, it's no, no, it's not. Because you I mean even yourself will screw yourself over in the end at some point with something. You, you you will betray your own trust. You'll let something slip. You'll you know maybe you'll you're trying to go on a diet and you'll you know you might cheat. You know, it's it's a betrayal of your of your, of yourself and your goals. Right. So you gotta you know you just gotta watch out. You gotta be prepared. You gotta set up boundaries. I think that's important. And I, I think a lot of people. Well, I don't know. I just feel like some people don't have the ability to set boundaries. Like they just let people just walk on them, and they don't. They don't know how to say. They just don't know how to say
1: no. Like, don't do that. Like, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, that's not okay. You know, and I I relate to that very strongly because I'm a I'm a weird mix because I'm someone who, when they were younger, was very easy. Very easy. Well, I don't know about very easy, but I wear my heart on my sleeve, mm-hmm. right? So my first. My first step toward a stranger or just any situation is is kindness, problem solving, empathy, right? Um, and that gets taken advantage of. And it, I was definitely used, like, or you know, taken advantage of when I was like younger, a younger man. Now that I'm older, I'm a little, I'm a little wiser. And like you said, it, it's easy for me. It's actually very easy and kind of fun for me to set a boundary, or to tell someone no. But I had to teach myself that, right? Mm-hmm. And that the person who I used to be, they didn't go with that. That that Marco didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? He's still inside. So there's still a part of me that, that just wants to be like totally open, you know, total, you know, amicable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wants to be com- like amicable, right? Yeah, yeah, complacent, exactly. almost. almost complacent, right? Because it's just comfortable. It's easier to deal with people that way when they feel welcome. Right, so it is kind of like a manipulation. No, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say like like I use that as a manipulation
0: all the time. Like I'll if I if I want something from you, I'll let you get closer to me. Right, I'll 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 deal with that that uncomfortability because I know that's what you need in the moment but I'm trying to get something from you later and I, and I want you to see me as a friend. Right. So I'm going to let you get a little closer than I would others, even if I don't necessarily like you as a person, but there's something you, you have that you can give me some kind of opportunity or even an object or whatever. Right. right. Like I, but I need, I need you on my side. So I'm going to use that as, as a tool. Like, I'll, I'll let you cross some boundaries that I have, but like, <laughs> I don't know if they know, but
1: this, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get something in return. I feel know? like we all take turns doing that shit. You know, even even in, in I feel like it, it's even practical. It's pragmatic. I mean, we technically do that in places where we work. You know, depending on what kind of job you have, you have to, there are moments where you have to be that way. You know, in order for your, because it's a balancing act, right? Like I always say, what <laughs> my joke used to be: the purpose of life is to manage stress. Cause it's like literally what we do. Everything we do is a balancing act. It's a management of stress. Everything. Yeah. You know, just the way I threw up my hands right now. That's a management <laughs> of stress. Like, I know, I'm playing know? with like, this little nub on this little uh, yeah. the uh, coax
0: cable, and like that's just you know it's just a way to manage stress. Even this little little bit you know has, has stress to it. Even though it's fun and enjoyable, there's stress involved because you want it to be good and you care about what you're doing. So yeah, you're gonna be. There's gonna be
1: some kind of edge to it. Well, that's what I attribute. Like when people say that the you know, uh, there's a struggle to life, or like my grandmother always says, which means uh, "fight for life." I love it. It you, sounds so yeah. good too, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she that—that's part of it. I think that's that's really what's what we're doing. I mean, obviously, some people have higher stress levels than than others. You know, depending on what woe or responsibility you have in your life, but I yeah yeah
0: one of my favorite things about when you when you do meet someone new or just even watching is that dance before when you when you first start talking and you guys start to move from each other and getting one person steps closer another person backs away you step you might take a half a step closer things like that like trying to find your balance your your body language Yeah, yeah like i i really like that that dance like participating in it and i also really like observing that dance I like watching people seeing how close they get to each other watching them find out how far apart they can be how close they can be what's o- what's okay for the other because most people intuitively understand that when you back away not to necessarily come all that closer some people don't get that <laughs> and you have to verbally yeah, that tell is, them it's I, like, I need do that you recently. an arm's length away like <laughs> like whenever we talk and then you know I've never had when I told people that I've never had anyone upset with me you know like, like oh this guy's such a, he's so rude, he won't let me be this close to him. I'm like, like, no, they understand. Okay, that's your bubble. Cool, dude. Awesome.
1: I I love, I actually love what you're talking about because ever since I was little, I love the people watch and just study people. Like, I study humans like, you know, David Attenborough or something, you know, like it's an animal, or, you know, like, uh, you know, the crocodile hunter. Like, oh, crikey, look at this human group of humans over here. You know, so I, <laughs> I, I, I still do that to this day. Uh, I know it sounds weird. in the unnatural, it, natural habitat. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so, like, so I've noticed a lot of things, and especially, like, I've been to a lot of bars in my life, right? And that is, every bar is a, is a social experiment. and It just is. And so, like, one thing a lot of guys do in terms of, like, estimating or or measuring like closeness between them and another man or another woman is the the, the head dip right yeah. the head dive so the, you know the the shoulders go back and the and the chin comes forward and the body leans forward a little bit and then immediately comes back again because you're kind of having two conversations when you when you're when you're talking. It doesn't matter if it's a stranger or not, right? You're you're having a body language conversation that's going on, right? Things are playing out mechanically with you, and then you're also having your verbal, of course, your verbal conversation, right? And then the eyes are are recording everything that's going on, and the brain is making decisions. That's the way I look at it. So like, you'll see the head dip, and then what I notice, like when I because I because I'm paying attention to my own. From studying other humans, now I pay very close attention to my own mm-hmm. like mannerisms, right? So when I do that and I'm talking to someone in a bar and I kind of do like this, I just kind of come in forward like that. If they back off right away, then I know that I'm already at the yardstick's length, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, we're just playing tug of war at that point. So then I don't need to get any closer. Or they don't want me to. Right. They don't trust me enough yet, which is fine. If they let me get close right away, then I know that I can probably lean in even further. And I will if I'm having trouble... Like in a loud bar, bar situation, mm-hmm. to like actually talk to them, right? And then um, usually guys like men when they're friendly, like in a bar, they'll they'll do the sh- they'll, they'll do shoulder close and and look over to talk, yeah. And that that's like a very friendly gesture as a man, right? We did an, I did an experiment with you, right? How awkward, even though we like each other very much, we're friends. How awkward and, and like defensive did you feel when I just just casually squared off with you? Like, oh and I, yeah, and I, and I got a, oh, like, like, dude, half, that, like a few inches closer to. I, that made me
0: ready to fight right yeah. away. I was like, my instincts is taking like something's happening. It's like because you like you squared up, like you, it you was tense like, up right away, and I, and I was like, oh my god, okay, let's go. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no, that's a natural <laughs> reaction. My, my body was like, we're killing our best friend right now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's funny, and, and and it's funny because doing that in public, like just casually, right? Because that's another thing too. It's like when two guys are talking, even if they're like. You know, nice to each other, they, or they like each other. They they do so at an angle. So it's like if if my hands are two guys, like you know, face like mm-hmm. you know, the facing of two men. They'll talk to each other at an angle. They'll never talk directly at each other like this, unless they're arguing. unless they're it, unless well unless, yeah, unless they're being the aggressive. Fight. Well, yeah. even you know, aggressive, or business. That's a better way. Yeah. If you notice in business, men square off all the time because yeah. it's, it's an aggressive posture. Yeah, it's a negotiation that you're going yeah, to, like yeah. you're setting a line or you try to push your line, and that that is it. That is a Intimidation like that does make an effect. Like I was, I used to joke with my friend, but he knows. He he's he's even told me was like, man, you're right. Because like playing like PVP game, like video games online, right? The goal is not to be a better player. There's always going to be some, I don't know, 14 year old Taiwanese kid that can just school everybody in modern warfare, right? Whatever. Because Asians are awesome at video games, but um, <laughs> but you don't beat them that way. You don't beat them at skill. You don't beat them mechanically. You beat them mentally. You scare them. You get in the head of, of your, your of your opponent of whoever you're going up against, right? And you do that by making little subtle moves. That's why like um, weigh-ins are so important. And it's not mm. just marketing. It's not just for show for the audience. Like that's why you see a lot of videos of like uh, fighters who talk all this shit and they bring this like loud body game they're just you can see the weakness in them when they do that they because when they when they perform that way you you see how their performance expires right and I'll give you an example of what I mean it's like when when Mike tyson would do a weigh-in he looked like he was dragging a mountain up onto that stage right there was this, this confidence and this force and the energy he was moving around with was not expiring when he used it. So when he threw up his arms or he did a, a head bob or or you know uh, like a I don't know what you call it like a hand a hand expansion kind of movement, right? You could feel that he had a lot more energy to give, but guys that come up there and they're just kind of like you know the shoulders. Hooping and yeah, they're hooping and, and hollering, and they're they're throwing their shoulders up like this. They're narrowing their shoulders and they're throwing up their wrists. That's a sign of expert That's your energy expiring from your from its use. So you're showing the other opponent, whether he's conscious to it or not, that you that you, that's your weakness. That yeah, you, that you're, you know,
0: that you go too hard too
1: right away. Right, right? and you, you you don't have you the wear steady. out quickly. Yeah. yeah. So that that's once you tell that's that's a communication. That's that's the kind of shit that my brain studies, whether it's accurate or not. I don't really watch fights like that, but I feel like most of them turn out to be
0: like a battle of attrition. Like whoever has the most endurance and can take who who can avoid the most hits and things like that, and who can last longer. Pretty much, that's what it turns. Sometimes into.
1: it is that. Yeah, I mean, there's different there's different ways to win a fight. I, I actually look at this. Maybe sound weird, but I'm not normal is that I look at every human interaction, every social interaction as a preemptive fight. And and by that, I mean, like, we're always sort of in the lobby of violence. You know what I mean? Like like waiting at an airport, like a plane to take off. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it could happen at any moment. Even though that, it usually doesn't because no, we're so I, anesthetized, but right,
0: yeah, I know. I, my fight and flight response are, are strong. It's always fight, and I get that. I get like what you're saying. Like every every interaction can could turn into a fight, and you never know what's gonna happen. Right. So you always you just gotta be prepared. That's why I don't like that people getting into my bubble is that like kiss me or kill me range. Right, mm-hmm. it's like we're either kissing or, or we're fighting, and I'm definitely not gonna kiss you. So I guess we're gonna be fighting, and I don't like this. Cause this is you're too close.
1: It's uncomfortable yeah so i've like even recently i was at a bar again for an example and there's a really friendly guy there that i was i like talking to him and he's he's cool dude drinking with him whatever but he's one of those people that i mean he gets in right in like i mean right immediately in your space and so it was so offensive but i'm not i've over you know i've trained myself to be calm right not (laughs) to like you know Get too aggressive yeah, right away. you to too agitated. Yes. So, but, but it, I couldn't help it. Like, it sobered me up. Like, my, the, right away the adrenaline kicked in and all the alcohol I'd imbibed might as well have not have happened at all because my body was now on full alert. And it was, I mean, it was just a simple, you know, he went in close to my ear thinking I couldn't hear him. But I mean, it was like almost chest to chest. So I'd like, I had literally like push him back and be like, dude, I don't want to be rude or sound rude, but, you know, I have a problem with, too much closeness. Do you mind just, you know, keeping it at a distance when we talk? And then, of course, you know, he's very, like, appreciating and apologetic. But that was... It, it it made me friendlier to him because he was so respectful after that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. If,
0: if if I tell you I got a problem with how close we are because you're just not getting it through my body language. Yeah. And, and and you respect it after I verbally tell you. Dude, that's like the best thing in the world to me. It's like, my God, thank you so much. Like, yeah, because is, that would be that This way. is like the biggest relief in the world. It's like we, we are now like we can become best friends at this point. It's like I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's it's so I mean we could ramble maybe
0: maybe it. that's a technique to become you know a friend with someone right you get too close and then you back off when they tell you in any way like body language you know they're like a hard stop or if it's like you know verbally because you know you're like it's like a it's like you gave you gave them a chip to use and then they used it
1: right oh well I know what that's like because I'm a very accommodating person and I'm I had a friend once. He's like, he's like, you know what the worst thing about you is? I'm like, no, what? He's like, you get along with everybody. I was like, oh, I'm like, that's terrible. He was kind of (laughs) right because um, I do, and I don't. Sometimes I don't like that because I'm I'm too. What's the word? I'm like, uh, I'm too open. I'm too friendly. Like I will. I just I'll tell a stranger anything. Like it just kind of comes out of me. I don't care even if it's unappro inappropriate or if it's too much information. Mm. And I don't. I don't like that. I would rather be a bit more reserved. Right. Not too reserved because, you know, we've all, we all know guys like that. They're just like so reserved. They feel, you know, unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's kind of a good thing, too. That usually means they don't trust easy. Right. Right. So they don't want to waste their time with casual encounters. Right. I, I, prefer i love casual encounters right oh wow that's so strange yeah. i do like the exact opposite i know you are i yeah. was <laughs> like i'm agreeing with everything you're saying right now except hey, like, that you, you know <laughs> to
0: trust cool all yeah. right you know that's a good thing positive you know you no frivolous interactions Oh, i love that that's great i hate meaningless interactions and then only positive
1: good ones happening well sign up right here where's where, where's my dotted line yeah i think i think a main reason i like having as many casual interactions with strangers or just people in general is because my brain loves the data. It loves loves the learning. Every little little detail that our practice I get to have, like I said, I love to people watch. Mm -hmm. And so that just feeds into that narcissism, whatever the hell it is, you know. Well, it's that the interest that your brain has. I don't know. If yeah. I don't know if that's narcissism because narcissism is just more about the self, right? That's true. Yeah, it is. It, it, in a weird way, it's not really about me. It's more like the study of me, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you know? the
0: study of you and others around you, and how you interact and how they interact. Yeah, yeah. We could write a whole book, Marco. Thank you. I've been told I should, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah. Re- I would listen to your book. I want to read it. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to it though. What, what is it? What is
1: it? What do they call that? Like, like a backhanded compliment? So like, oh. you should write a book. I'd never read it, but I'd, <laughs> but I'd, but I'd listen to it. <laughs> well, I think the backhanded
0: compliment would be like, you should write a book. I'd never read it, but millions of others would. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about the same. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know, reading's just a
1: little much for me, but I love listening to things. I'll I'll take that all day, every day. You know what's weird is that I understand that, but I'm all. It also upsets me a little bit personally because I used to read all the time. <laughs> it
0: upsets you.
1: Yeah, I miss reading. Oh, Why that, did okay, I stop I, see, reading? I thought
0: you meant it upsets you that I only listen to things and don't read them. Oh, that does. Yeah, that yeah, upsets that, you too. Just a little bit. <laughs> Why does that upset you?
1: Just because I feel because I'm not experiencing. it Yeah, the way I feel that like you you're experience. missing out. Yes, I uh-huh. think. Ah, you know. Yeah, but
0: if you don't know you're missing out, are you really missing out? I mean, yes, you are. But <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what that means missing <laughs> but out. If you don't know you're missing out, that's like, slavery with extra steps man <laughs> yeah but it's like you don't you don't recognize it I I, I I okay i don't recognize that i'm missing out because i don't i've never experienced so it's like never eating chocolate i can't crave chocolate if i've never had it
1: it's that same kind of idea do you see what i'm saying i guess but i mean <laughs> i craved pussy before i never had it so yeah I but feel. that's because
0: you've, you've seen you know, women on TV and things, so that you're already you're
1: primed in some sense. But for reading, it's just like, hey, okay, cool. Here's the thing: the, the the argument I make for reading, and this goes for everyone, not just not you, Zach, just just you, is that um <laughs> you you have to you have to discover things in your voice, and that's that's the voice you have in your head, right? Whatever that, however, if it has a sound. You know, whoever you are upstairs, Mm -hmm. when you read, um, you may have guest appearances, as I call them. You know, Morgan Freeman might show up when you read a certain line or whatever. But mainly it's you that it's your voice that is a that is reading back to you, if that makes sense. Right. So when you don't do that, you sort of always um, you're sort of always in a movie theater. You're sort of always in an audience you never get to be you yeah it's like it's a a third party listening
0: or third party observer yeah when 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 you're reading it yourself it's it's in first person you're you're it's as if you're the one enacting whatever you're reading because it's your brain speaking it you're not just taking it in it's it's you you're almost generating this within your mind i understand why reading can be more uh beneficial than listening because my favorite way to actually go with a book um, If I'm trying to learn from it Not just like Have an entertainment factor But actually learn And want to want to talk about that topic yeah. Would be to um, follow, follow along in a book While I'm listening to it That way I still get that aspect I just had much trouble reading and when i read it, it becomes disjointed in my mind because i'm trying to figure out what the word means and everything like that and um so it, it, it's hard my reading comprehension is is horrible when i'm actually reading but when i just listen it's, it's phenomenal like i could i could repeat something back to you like i was a parrot almost but following along does keep me focused right on the topic at hand that way my mind doesn't wander Um, So it really depends If I'm listening to something that's like more entertainment Then I don't mind if my mind wanders Because it's like you know I'm I'm creating out of a stimulus At that point Because my mind's wandering off of whatever I heard last It's like oh that was a really interesting point And then my mind will start to elaborate on it Or try to apply it to something else I have done in my past So like dredge up a memory Or something like that And it's like oh if I had this knowledge then what would I have done Kind of thing
1: You know, I'm kind of angry today And I, there's a lot of things that are making me angry But uh, <laughs> One thing I don't like And this is just a random thought Is People who hate on America And they're American But but especially like From a position of just such Grand entitlement You know, like I, I remember seeing a clip from the You know, the performer The musician Pitbull, right? And he was just saying, you know you know, some of you are, you know, f- happy to like, you know, talk shit about America, but this is still the greatest country in the world. It's like, okay, that you can debate that, sure, whatever. That's the title, but this is a great country. There's mm-hmm. so many things that are only possible in America that aren't possible really anywhere else in the world. And it's like with the whole Brittany Griner thing, right? I mean, if you talk about a, a silly thing exploding. But I really, I, I really think that's just so shitty to to to, to hate. Your own country, your home country, that has done so much for me for you. You know what I mean. I just don't understand that. So
0: Brittany Griner, she's a basketball player that was charged with uh, drug possession, right? Yeah, Uh, she's marijuana in Russia, and now they're trading her for the Merchant of Death. The Merchant of Death. So stupid. Yeah, that seems like (laughs) this seems like like a very unfair
1: trade. Just maybe, <laughs> slightly. Like
0: s- someone's getting pwned, and I uh, think it's us. Yeah, it's you know? always us
1: getting getting ramrodded. Sure, like, it's always a political move. It's like no, it's like I never believe the government actually cares about the people they save or you know or extradite or bring back to the country. You know, in and out. It's all political. It's just to make it look like they have they have win like oh look the biden administration i'm gonna get political now right you know look oh they got to win they they managed to get back uh, an american citizen from putin even while he's being an evil dictator and, and running a war it's like give me a break well
0: okay so it, it's great okay that awesome we have an american citizen back uh, here like that's that's good that's a good thing in general right but like it just also just didn't seem like like you're saying, like that was not for her or for no, yeah. for the American people. That was for you know because it makes man. them look. Yeah, it makes them look it's good. Pure theater. So, yeah. which I don't think it makes them look good at all because she's a she's a basketball player. Like she's not really anyone, right? No, she's like, just an athlete. She, yeah. She's
1: not an asset, is what I mean, right? She's not. But well, she is to the to the, the league or whatever that she plays for. Like she has value. Obviously, she's she's gotten to where she is, but. You know. Right, but not as like, no. Dying in comparison to the merchant of death,
0: a no, man not who to has sold <laughs> countless arms in a cause of how many American lives being lost you know it's like he he's literally known as the merchant of death and you're trading him for a, a a basketball player like that just in my mind it just those two don't equate we should have at least gotten like 10 basketball players it's like what how is this like this, this Dude, thing ain't working you should have got Putin's brother and, and for then that, we, for we, that we, level of like you know like prisoner trade yeah and then when we got like uh this guy who's like he has like quad citizenship with he was born in Canada uh has citizenship in america british and irish citizenship and like the four superpowers combined can't
1: get him back like how does this
0: how does this make sense he doesn't have
1: political value he doesn't he doesn't he's not a tug of war you know that's what it's really about is that visual tug of war and and it's just such it's like i said such theater and it's just really upsetting to me and you know i don't know not no it life. is upsetting
0: though because it's just it's it's not fair that's the thing yeah it's really that, it, and, and when things are even though we know life's not fair yeah. and i i hate that saying so much well life's not fair it's like well, yeah but we're not life right we're we're people we're rational humans we are
1: super beings like we can make things fair like that's a, that's a possibility dude i mean again you're right and another cliche saying is the world is what we make it but that really is true we live in perceptions right you were yeah. born in this world and it's in, in a sense you woke up into this world that you live in right mm-hmm. and over time became conscious and learned about it and so everything around you has authority over you right there's there's decorum there's there's you know manner there's there's ways to act around people and in society, at your job, and in your home, in your relationship, with your pet. Everywhere you go, there's an authority over you, right? And you t- we treat these authorities in our in our lives, in, in what we call civilization, as these well-established things. Well, they're established, alright, because they've been around for thousands of years, but they're not well-established. And they're not... It's not the only way that we could be living. Mm-hmm. You know? I really do feel that we live we live ugly, poisonous lives, and I, I, I have no... You know, I'm just sort of that idiot that says, "Ah, this all sucks." And then someone goes, "Well, how? What would you do?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." You know what I mean? Like that's who I am. Well, how, yeah, I know. I I'm, know the, I'm the I've, guy I've, in the soapbox. I'm the same way, <laughs> and I hate it because I hate
0: when you you point out a problem with no solution. Like, I like, yeah, it's, wh- they don't.
1: People don't realize it's it's more upsetting to me. You know, like it upsets you that I don't have a solution, but how do you think I feel yeah, I've right? thought it's about like, this longer than you have? <laughs> I'm still I'm just just trying to think up. about the solution. Yeah. I'm
0: just I'm just making you aware of the problem right. so maybe you can help me help figure me it think. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really what that is. You're <laughs> no, right. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. It's like usually that's just seen as complaining, but maybe it is just like, no, I I really just I need help on this. Like, yeah.
1: like there's this problem is here and we need to solve it. Yeah, we have this human we have this human problem that is just I don't even know what to call it but we just we live these unnatural lives and it's constantly getting more unnatural. I mean it's to a point where we don't even really remember like I mean when we read history or we read about history or we watch a history movie or documentary or something there's a reason why it feels like it it was made up. It's almost like a movie because it we, we we've forgotten or weren't aware or, or we're never really exposed to what we can actually be like as humans when we're in a more of I don't know I don't know what the yeah I don't I don't know what the words are. So to like an aware state, like an aggressive state, or just an, now there, you know, there 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 more are connected state. There are some people
0: that really don't like the Amish. Like there's and I, I'm not sure entirely why. I
1: just heard there's some bad things that go on in the, those communities. Well, it's but, closed religious communities. There's not it's not all going to be right, bubblegum stories. Yeah. Right.
0: But what I do like and what I think that as a society we what we can um, take from some of their examples is their idea on technology and what it is isn't that they shun all technology because they still use plows and they use things you know like they're still using technology yeah, they have simple machines but yeah. the technology that they allow in their community is technology that brings the community closer together right right so the Amish are uh, spread out across the country they're not centralized right there might be pockets where there are more of them but they're they are spread out so for the longest time phones like cell phones and things like that weren't allowed but recently they've been adopting cell phones because they've you know lo and behold phones bring the community closer together because you can make connections across the country and you can have these these conversations about life and and community and things like that you can you can start to communicate you know and and that, that that's a powerful force to bring uh the community together And that's how they view all technology. If this doesn't serve the community and bringing us together, then then it's no good, and we don't want it in here. And I don't know if we should like you know necessarily ban you know there shouldn't be a legal ban on, on all technology, but it's something to think about when purchasing, when when participating in social media and things like that. It's like, is this really making me closer with another person? Is this really useful, or is this driving me away from? people or happiness right if well, it's if it's not being a sustainable force of po- of positivity why is it in my life
1: here's and, something and can i live without it good Go question on. no that's a good question and here's something for you to think about based on what you just said so when i i was old enough to remember the internet being created and being introduced to the public and my first experiences with it right and early internet. Let me give you. I'll draw, let me draw a story for you and see what you think. Because when you first when we first got on the internet and we started interacting with people on different parts of the country and different parts of the world, we started learning a lot of things about people we just didn't know, and we were able to compare cliches or things we saw in movies because that's mainly where we saw other people we didn't know of different cultures, mm-hmm. even within our own country, like Southerners and stuff like that, and Midwesterners mm-hmm. and stuff, what have you. So now we're able to like li- really talk to these people, whether they're lying or not, and many people are, but we we're able to like share information and judge it, right? We also, we we're also exposed to what? A lot of negative and a lot of positive that we'd never heard before, but we we're able to handle it because we were exposed to that in our daily lives because of the constant social interaction that we were used to having, let's say, 30 years ago, okay? Okay. Because that's what I'm comparing it to. But then... That mutated. Then we started having children as we do, and new generations of people are now born into this this new social experiment at its at its at its dawn at its inception, right? And so they go from rather than having their first negative social interactions in person, they they have their first negative social interactions virtually. They have them on their phones. They have them on their computers. What have you? Their devices. So they don't have. They don't experience proper empathy or proper cynicism, right? They have this extremely inflated version of of hate, of of just of emotional, like, um, cynicism. I, I don't even really, like, I'm not Russell Brand. I'm not the wordsmith I wish I was. But I feel like that has a very negative mental effect on us, right? At least that's what I think I witness, especially in people younger than me. Uh, and when I when I notice people that don't know how to interact socially to different simple situations that I knew at you know nine years old and they don't know at twenty one that's very I find that very now it's not like that everywhere I mean it depends where you go we're in the Midwest we're in Chicago so we're very it's a very sort of you know woke uh, kind of culture that we're in it's not California or New York but <laughs> it's still very metropolitan right mm-hmm. that's what I mean to say not really okay. woke but metropolitan. Because there's a big mix of different people in big cities. Right, for sure. And when you leave the big cities, um, I forget what comedian said this. It was Dennis Leary or something like that, or uh, or Jeff Goldblum, or uh, Jeff Foxworthy. He's like, as soon as you leave a city everyone's a hick it's like it's like it doesn't matter if you're the south or you're you know if you're illinois or alabama yeah it's kind of true like if people so just become true. country right away <laughs> <know>?
0: <laughs> this entire coming from a rural uh america illinois you know let's everyone is a freaking redneck once you get out of the suburbs it's ridiculous <laughs> and i hate it i oh, don't like oh, it oh i hate that because it, it, it has its moments that's true but the thing is yeah. is that they they perceive what do you not perceive i perceive them but they portray they portray an idiot and then it's like it's like why are you why are you like you're not this
1: dumb like why
0: are you pretending to be dumb but you like see what this? i'm
1: saying they're like based on what you said like that like that evolution of of interaction i guess is what i'm getting at mm. you know and and why it's so easy it's easy for people to be to feel uh, to be ugly when they feel anonymous right. that's sort of like a for natural sure. thing you know, because what is it? It's an excuse to like let out your aggression, to let out your stress. Yeah, there's no consequences, it, and you don't yeah. and you don't see those texts in that profile as another person,
0: really. At least I don't. <laughs> I know, I know, I don't see them as a person. I see you as
1: a as a character. Um, yeah, because they only exist in your mind. Even if yeah. you, even if you hear them, you know, like over Discord or something like that, they, or, they're really or still even just if it's a mind. YouTube video or a TikTok,
0: it's like you're not a person. You're a character. Yeah. Like I, I mean. I mean, you're a person behind all that. Yeah, maybe. But when I, if I put, if I ever put a negative comment, which I really don't. If I do, it's because it's like you said some dumb shit, and I very much disagree. And I'm just gonna say it. But that's it's not rude. It's just negative in the sense of it's contrary to
1: what you're saying. No, I agree. Well, you know what, Zach, it has been a uh, lovely coffee talk with you on this uh, Sunday morning. Let me grab my coffee, and uh, we'll be back again next Sunday. And uh, I just want to say to anyone listening to uh, uh, make sure you check out our Patreon because we're going to start streaming these Sunday conversations um, without edits. So if you want to listen to it raw to see like, you know, what social experiment rules we broke or what what the FBI is recording that we don't give you in our edited videos, you can find it. You can listen to it then. Uh, And don't be afraid to support us. Again, it, it doesn't have to be monetarily just, you know, if you watch your show and you like it, share it with your friends, yeah, share it likes with and shares, man. It, just, just spreading it.
0: Like, that's really... I just want more people to see it just so that they can experience our 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 experience and we can experience theirs. You know? Yeah, we
1: want more interaction. I know I do. I, I definitely want to see more people involved in... You know, calling calling us out on things we say wrong, or you know,
0: oh yes, yes, call us out for yeah, sure. Wanna, like if we learn. say some dumb stuff, let us I'm know. You, man It's like that. That's all we're all about learning and exploring yes. and getting better at, at everything we do. So, uh, it's, thank you again for all you that listen. This is it's it's been a lot of fun doing this. So we're gonna keep on going to the end of time. That's for sure. All right. Well, cheers. We'll see you next time. Cheers.
1: If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're still listening. Then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audiopong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit Audiopong on
0: redcircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com.
1: Be happy, be healthy, and I have, have a metal, metal life. life.